Hi, is this Mary Lowry? This is Mary Lowry. Mary, we are so excited to talk with you. This is David, and I'm with my wife, Megan. Hey, Mary. Good to talk to both of you. Yes, we love following you. Yeah, we... I enjoy having you follow me. It kind of boosts my ego a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything that you write is just so amazing. And we are just so blessed to have stumbled across your postings and then have you join our community on Facebook. And it's so cool because everyone else in the group is just as inspired um, by you as we are. Well, thank you. So every... Go ahead. I just feel privileged to be able to allow it to come through me. Yeah, it's amazing. Well... I want to say why me, Lord. Yeah, yeah. So to uh, to catch everyone up to speed, uh, welcome everybody on this episode of Magical Stories of Healing and Spiritual Gifts. Uh, today we have a guest with us, a very special guest. Guest uh, Megan and I are very honored to have Miss Mary Lowry, uh, Mary E. Lowry, with us. And to kind of give everyone a background before we kick off the interview, Megan and I. I came across her beautiful and just profound writings about a year ago on Facebook, actually. And I don't remember how we stumbled across it. It was definitely a divine thing. And they're just these beautiful writings. And we'll get into it a little more on the interview. But to catch everyone up to speed here, um, she's a wonderful, exquisite, uh, 97-year-old woman that is that is with us and is going to be uh, talking with us today. To and to kind of intro her, there's one specific writing that I really wanted to uh, read, uh, just a, as a, as an intro for everyone here. If if you don't mind, there's one specific one. If you, you do, you mind me reading one of your writings? No, Awesome. So this is one of my personal favorites and Megan's favorites. Um, it was on November 30th, and this is just one example of just the so many writings that she has out there where, uh, and again, we'll get more into the details and she'll explain more of the details of how this works, but a uh, spirit uh, speaks through her and through the pen of her when she writes. And this one states, Creator speaks through the pen of Mary E. Lowry. My children learn slowly. I sent them out into materiality at their desire to experience the adventures of exploring good and evil. They were like a seed of a plant, like an acorn to an oak with the full potential of with the full potential of all that with the full potential of all that oak could grow into packed in there with the directions of how to be in communion with their creator for guidance as to how to learn and experience and develop to their full potential. To desire to learn and develop, they had to have an adversary. With no adversary, there is no challenge to find a better way. Part of their inherent instincts at their beginnings was to come to me for guidance to best make materiality's elements work in their favor for their best and most complete fulfillment and then come back to me to share in other creative adventures. Many have become enthralled with the ways of the uh, advisory and get deeper and take paths deeper into the illusion of the independent supremacy. It won't work. 
Without my guidance, it is impossible to reach the fullness of the statue of Christ, which is your goal. A man went into materiality who had completed and was Christed to show you the way to be the best of what you are. You either reviled him or worshipped him or ignored him and never took the trouble to try to know him. The man is Christ Jesus. It is time for you to come to me and he will direct your way. He has the light to clear the darkness so you can see, but the light has to be turned on and each individual has to seek the help of the Christ spirit to turn it on. I mean, amazing. <laughs> that is just... That, it amazes me when it comes through. <laughs> it is just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, well, we're excited to have you on here, Mary. I'm going to... Uh, here you go. I'm going to kick off and I just have a couple, yeah, we're just going to have a little conversation today. And again, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on and chat with us. That's my privilege. So uh, the first question we have, are you, would you consider yourself religious or spiritual? Spiritual. Spiritual. Okay. Uh, what, what was your, uh, what was your upbringing like? Were you taught about metaphysics? Did you grow up in a church? And how did you find out about the metaphysical world? I was born into a Methodist family that were nominal Christians. They were good people. They worked in the church. But I was born knowing that something other and wondering why the things they taught in the church didn't match up with what I felt about this being that I felt that I knew, and I knew Jesus as a personal reality ever since I remember. Wow. I didn't get into metaphysics until I started questioning. I had three brothers. One was killed by lightning when I was nine, but the other two grew to maturity and were metaphysically inclined. And one of them sent me the book, There is a River by Thomas DeGroote. And that's the story of Edgar Casey's life. The other one sent me membership in an organization called Spiritual Frontiers Fellowship with a lending library of thousands. And I was more or less confined at home at that during that period, and I read everything I could get my hands on. I know that I was led to read about all the world religions and every denomination, sect, and creed I could get into to broaden my perspective on how we limit God with our accepted concepts that we've been taught and we never expand outside of that. Oh, so many people don't. And they get in a rut and they limit God and what He will do in their lives. Wow, that that's beautiful, man. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, there's this, uh, I guess you can call it a spirit of religion, which seems to divide a lot of people that all are of God, which is pretty uh, pretty outlandish. So, um, I Religiosity has turned more people away from the true intent of our Creator and what our Lord Jesus came in to show us and help us to see and live than anything I can think of, anything else. We're the only Bible that some people ever see. 
and the way we walk our talk shows a lot of people all they'll ever know about the Lord. Absolutely, absolutely. Couldn't have said that better myself. Um, Mary, we've loved all of your beautiful writings. Could you explain what your gift is and when did you develop it or realize that you had it? I uh, realized reading back through my uh, things that I wrote in the past that it came through before I realized what it was. Wow. But I was, uh, when I was um, in, in 92, when I was 70, um, I was introduced to a shaman and started studying the shamanic practice and um, learning about their uh, true understanding of spirituality. And one day he told me that they, meaning they wanted me to start doodling. Well, I had read enough to know that that meant automatic writing or guided writing. And that night I went home and after talking to the Lord a little while, I put into the paper and the first line that came through was creation is service. Service is creation. Creation is service. Service is creation. And it went on from there. And for um, a while, it seemed to be an abstract energy that came through. But then I began to realize at times that there was a personal, or I felt a personal um, influence. And I began to check it with my pendulum. Now, I always put myself in the Christ light and ask the Christ to protect me from any negative influences that will try to get in because there are plenty of negative influences out there that would like to influence you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they would love to get uh, access to uh, pen to put their perspective at. Oddly enough, the uh, writing that came through today starts out with the same phrase that the first one started out with. Creation is service. Service is creation. Um, wow. Now, you don't get visions, do you? Is this all, is it just thoughts that come to your mind or you literally don't even know until you put the pen on the paper? Um, I, ordinarily, I'll have a, a feeling, an awareness that something wants to communicate. Hmm. And I use a pendulum for a yes and no answer. Wow. And ask if something wants to communicate. And then I go through uh, the kingdoms. Uh, used to more than I do now. And now I usually have an idea whether it's uh, the higher kingdom or whether it's earthly, whether it's a human animals communicate with there's nothing in creation that can't communicate everything has consciousness and if you um, if that's your gift then and you um, do whatever and I don't honestly know I was led to do what was necessary to acquire the expression of the gift 
What a beautiful gift. And again, we love all your writings, but some of the ones that really stick out to me are the ones that, you know, bring it back to Jesus Christ. And could you elaborate on your thoughts and beliefs around Jesus? Uh, as far as my belief in Jesus, um, I think, um, I've been told that I lived that lifetime. Mm. Um, and he is very personal to me. He's my, uh, I consider him my elder brother, mm. but he's the way sure and the human that, con- that fulfilled all necessary elements to open the way so that we would have direct communion with God. Uh, there was something in our history that I don't understand that I have had told to me but just didn't register why it was set up that there had to be a human sacrifice of that a blood sacrifice to bring harmony bring humanity into harmony with the creator so that they would not have to go through a minister or a priest or a guru to have direct communion with God but it had to be and Jesus fulfilled that and very few people understand the depth of what he suffered to bring our freedom to communion with God and don't appreciate the privilege Mm. of communion with God many of them are taught not to there are people who try to keep us from understanding our right to communion with God because they want the power over us. Oh yeah, I I believe that 1000%. Now, we noticed in some of your writings, you mention an ET or Jesus Christ ET speaks to the pen. What does that stand for? Extraterrestrial. Okay, I thought so. Could you please elaborate on that, Mary? (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Well, some years back, I don't remember just how long, I've been uh, extraterrestrials have been coming through um, probably from the beginning. But this one came and asked if he could view life as a human through my eyes. Well, I prayed about it and asked my Creator and the Lord if it was permissible and made the entity uh, assert that he would not in any way alter my thinking or anything about me. He would just view life through my eyes. And he agreed and did. And um, an associate of his came through one time and told me that they are not as emotionally um, highly volatile as we are. And experiencing the human emotions is traumatic. But he did it and went back to share the things that he learned with his associates so that if they ever came to Earth, which they plan to do, uh, that they would be better equipped to handle the uh, things. Well, he's communicated with me off and on through the years and um, as have others, but he always identified himself and just recently 
just a few weeks ago. He, I wish I'd known I'd had that one marked. <laughs> he, he came through and was just uh, identifying himself and uh, I felt I mean he uh, just said a few lines and I felt that he wanted to say as he said that's the way it works it just comes into your mind as it's happening gotcha and he said um, he, re- he, he acknowledged that he knew that I knew that he was wanting to be accepted by Christ and at the same time I felt the spirit of Christ come in and then the whole vibration changed and that little E.T. was just ecstatic and told me he was going to have to get off and get acquainted with his and with Jesus oh wow wow now you mentioned others Mary who all speaks through you oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> I can't they're limitless wow uh, there are I mean there have been any number of biblical characters and then characters of other religions have and animals critters wow uh, they tell me that um, in the shamanic I've always been close to nature and love nature and I love to walk in the woods and, and commune with nature. And um, my husband wanted to drive the crows out of a little nature, native uh, country. And when they get up, he wasn't going to use the con, but he, he, it bothered him that they were getting <laughs> And uh, when he would get the gun and start up there, I would try to send them a mental message to go because he was going with the shotgun. And one day he followed them down in the pasture and killed one. And I told him I wanted some of the feathers. And he brought me some. And there was, they killed a comprehensive snake out in the carport. And I um, knew that was not, uh, that, I didn't blame them for that. But I took my stage and my uh, shaman's tools. By that time, I was a shaman, I think. I don't remember. But I went to the pasture and had a little ceremony for them, asking their forgiveness, I guess, or to understand that anyway, I was told later that that was what bridged the gap between me and the uh, nature kingdom. And then on, uh, any any creature would speak through me. I don't say all of them have, but many of them have and do. And it's just natural. Now, let me ask you this. you say your husband. Now, I believe your husband has passed. Am I right? He, yes, he died in 2004. Now, are you able to communicate with him? Yes. Oh. So, because I was wondering what your what your thoughts are with that, because we're conditioned, so many of us, to believe that that is 
of the devil, that those are angels in disguise, right? And so I wanted you just real briefly to to touch on that, if 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 it's okay. Okay. Um. In um, I can't tell you chapter and verse. I've read the Bible fifteen times, but I can't tell you chapter and verse. <laughs> but in, um, when Jesus uh, met with Moses and Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration, they were already deceased. They were dead. But he went up the mountain, and they appeared to him, and he communed with them. Wow. And Jesus said that anything he did, we could do. Yes, I believe wow. that. And yes. greater. Yes. Now, when Jesus was crucified, in the three days before he was raised from the dead, he went into the other world and preached to the dead that died in Noah's day. Wow. And I can get you the scriptures for those. I don't, I should have had them. Um, and when he was uh, after the 40 days and he went into the other world he took a crowd of prisoners with him so you draw your own conclusions Uh, do you use a couple of verses over in the Old Testament to prevent you from communing with God's creation or do you abide by what the master said things I think you can do also. Wow, beautifully said. That is awesome. I love that. Um, I think that when they were talking about the dead, they were talking about the spiritually dead. The negative expression of the spiritual. Wow. And that is that is dangerous. Yeah. You need to always protect yourself in the light and you need to always I always ask the Lord to be with me and protect me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's awesome. So uh, shifting gears just a little bit, a lot of this podcast and the mission that we have is to truly help people find that healing within themselves. Um, could you explain to us if what, what, what's, what is something that you have had to heal from in your life, whether it is something traumatic that happened to you what did it cause? And if you could just tell us how you healed from it. Well, um, I, I don't know which one to do. <laughs> um, I think that everybody has something traumatic that happened yeah. in their lifetime. Yeah. And if they didn't bring it to closure, there is a practice called soul retrieval that tells you that you left a part of your substance or your soul there. And the inner child work, the soul retrieval work, and other um, disciplines show you how to recover that and apply it in your life. Now, I buy... I knew early on that something had happened to me, but I didn't know what. Mm. And I heard a girl talking about being a victim of incest and finding out about it late in life. And I came back from that retreat that I'd been to and asked a friend of mine who was a a natural psychic and could answer a yes or no question. If I had, 
I asked her silently if I was a victim of incest, and she said yes. And so then later I had a soul retrieval, and I began to having awarenesses and dreams that indicated that I did, that I had. And so I knew that I had to forgive. Forgiveness is vital yeah. to our spiritual growth. You, If you don't forgive, you bind that to you. Oh, and if you forgive, you release it from you. So I went to the uh, grave of this person. Um, although I knew they weren't in the grave, I needed a ritual. And I had written down everything that I thought it caused in my life. And I went to the grave and asked their forgiveness if I'd done anything to harm them. And to the best of my ability, forgave them and burned the paper and smudged the tombstone. Mm -hmm. That was on Friday. And the Methodist Church, you go to the altar and kneel for communion. And on Sunday, when I went down and kneeled for communion and took the communion, I told people it felt like a couple of angels lifted the weight of the world off my shoulders. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, forgiveness is so releasing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Forgiveness, forgiving yourself, forgiving the person that hurt you, and and feeling it, and feeling it to heal it. You know, I had a similar um, experience. I don't know if you're familiar with a plant medicine called ayahuasca, um, which is similar to soul retrieval. I read y'all's experience that. Yeah, it was. It was it was something uh, something out of this world, that's for sure. And real quick, um, before David continues with his questions, I wanted to ask one other thing. Since I know that you have um, dabbled in shamanic work over the years, um, what is your take on plant medicine? I haven't experienced plant medicine, but I think that it is here for a purpose and that if it is used... Um, with the right intent, right? That it is, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree. Now, more. Uh, I haven't been. I haven't used any. Um, but I think that God put it here for a purpose. And if you go to Him and ask for His guidance and follow your intuition, you'll be okay. Absolutely. Thank you. That's. Wonderful advice. That is beautiful. I wanted to tell you one other experience of forgiveness. Yes. Go for it. Um, it is. This is your show. You hus- tell us. <laughs> my husband was um, apparently intent on keeping me from expressing my spirituality and used every means of his, uh, except he wasn't physical. He was just verbally. Um, and... This went on for 50 years. Uh, I left for three, but went back and finished out the marriage. And on his deathbed, he, on in three different days, he confessed that he had done it deliberately and asked my forgiveness. And I, of course, said yes on each occasion and the last day he said I want to hear you say you forgive me and I said Joe I forgive you I felt the weight lift from him I felt vibrations change and his communications 
since he's been on the other side have grown from the first of course was um, gratitude and contriteness and the um, old the quality that was there that he had hidden to come in and do whatever he was supposed to do this lifetime has manifested and you can just tell the growth of the soul. Now, I say he gave me four of the greatest gifts he could have given me. He gave me the challenges I needed for my growth. He gave me two beautiful children. He gave me the opportunity to forgive him and he gave me my freedom from that time. What a great perspective to have. Wow. Wow. You know, it's it's so interesting, you know, this concept of spiritual evolution and listening to you has just been so enlightening. I, we've always been so drawn to you, Mary. I mean, from your writings and and just listening to you, this has been just such a privilege uh, and an honor to be able to talk with you here uh, about okay. these things. Um, you know, c- coming to a bit of a close of it, I'm so curious, uh, all the experiences and growth and everything you've been through in your life, if I know this is kind of a probably a tougher question, but if you had to pick a favorite thing about life, what would you say that it would be? Fellowship with God. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, go ahead. No, it's just every so often you have a heightened awareness or a mountaintop experience that is just beyond description, and you think. Oh boy, someday I'll get it all. You know, you are doing such an amazing, beautiful job at fulfilling your purpose. And you are touching so many people's lives that you just you're not even aware of. And so I guess before we wrap things up, I mean, is there anything, this is your opportunity to share anything that you want to with the world. Is there any other advice, any guidance, any experience, anything else that you wish to, you know, touch on? I want people to learn or to recognize that within them is the creative spirit of all that is. And that they have the honor of being able to go and commune with that spirit and get guidance about how best to live their life. Absolutely. It's free will. You know, we have to ask for the help, right? We have to ask. They will not intrude on our free will. Right, right. But that is is so important, and people are not taught that. And they go through, and so many of them um, have been taught in such a way that they don't even want to use the word Jesus or God or Father. I know it. Because of the semantics, because of the... So, people need to be taught, it doesn't matter what you call him, it doesn't matter the name you use, just go within until you find that self of yourself, your own divinity, and get your walking orders from there. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mary. This has been such an honor and a privilege, Mary. Thank you so much for your words. Um, Thank you you for your writings. Thank you for all you do. Uh, I know you already know this. It goes without saying, but there's not a doubt in my mind. I just feel very 
guided to tell you how God, how truly, truly happy God is with you and all you're doing and all you've done. I mean, and it's, your it's, service for for others and humanity. It's uh, that's the greatest privilege a person can have is to be able to help another soul find their rightful place and relationship to God. I just I'm I just feel like a little kid in the candy shop. <laughs> well you truly, truly inspire me. Well y'all inspire me too and y'all <laughs> had no idea how delighted I am when I see your name. Oh thank you so much. We love you so much, Mary. I love you too. Oh, love you, Mary. You have a great rest of your day, and hey, we look forward to seeing you every single day. Have, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. Have a blessed okay. rest of your day, Mary. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.